Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, oh, it's the Weedsman Podcast. I have no idea what's going on. And now, you have smoked yourself retarded. Here are the Weedsmen. You want to get hot? It's number 276. Chris. I'm Aaron. Welcome back. Yeah. Did it. So, it's... Uh, it's definitely fall outside. Fall finally right? showed up. Did you turn on your furnace today? I did. I finally did. I did. Yes. This morning. It was chill in the I, air. I gave in. I had to. And I woke up and it was like 55 degrees in the house. I'm like, oh, crap. Yep. The deal I made with Mandy was once it got below 60, I was turning on the heat because she's always hot. She's like the reverse yeah. of every woman. Yeah. She is always hot. Yeah. So I also live, my bedroom is in a, you know, a bungalow, converted attic. Mm-hmm. So that thing's always warm anyway. Do you, do you live next to the drug room? <laughs> it's, a dr- it's drug room adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> Defunct drug room, okay? To put that in I'll have you know. Yes, and then, then, a not currently active drug room. <laughs> to shut that shit down. It's a panic room. That would that'd be a great panic room. Only I, I'd panic from being in there for more than 10 <laughs> <Right>. minutes. <laughs> I'd be the one screaming and running out of that place. <laughs> like, I touched the duty! <laughs> no, but there are good things that come with turning on the furnace, which means... Uh, like heat? Well, yes. <laughs> yes, there are good things to be had as a direct result from turning on the furnace. But as an indicator, there are fun ways of looking at the cold weather. Like, you get to make chili. Nobody likes eating chili in the summer. People That's do eat, true. No one wants a big hot bowl of chili. People eat chili... All year round are weird to me. That's definitely a fall and winter thing. And I wonder, there's a lot of varieties of chili, but I wonder how much this is a regional thing. You know, like the chili, like what, what type of chili did you have? I think beef chili, sausage chili. I think, yeah, pretty much our, our version of chili is what we can get at Wendy's. It's got beans, it's got some beef in there. Got some onions and some, you know, vegetables and shit. <laughs> I don't know, Michigan. You're really selling it. I, yeah, mmm, chili. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I can't wait. Michigan in the uh, on M Live. They had a story. It says Michigan describes its perfect bowl of chili. And it asks the question: Will the results surprise you? The following paragraph thing, to be honest, probably not. And I appreciate their honesty. So you have an unsurprising chili story. All right. I'm ready to dig in. What do we got? So cheese in it? I am definitely not in the camp of cheese. I was what? raised I was raised on chili. That was, you know, pretty run of the mill what we already described as chili that my family threw a lot of sour cream and cheese into and made into this big, weird pink soup. And... Now, I'm not down with the, the people who do the sour cream. Like, what do you do? What's... At, now I realize... You just and, want a dip? No no knock on, on anyone's cooking. It's just I know what I prefer, and I just like a really hearty, zesty chili that's spiced right and... You yeah, know. but you top it with cheese and onions. No, 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 no. Onions go get cooked in, nothing raw. 
All the veggies get cooked in. No cheese. Wow. Nothing gets added to my chili. Wow. Um, maybe some crackers if you really want a little bit of crunch. But if you're cutting up your crackers. green peppers and your put crackers and chili. If you're doing your your veggies right and you cut them thick enough, they retain a little bit of their crunch while still having that soft, nice cooked texture. According to M Live here in Michigan. Uh, what <laughs> we make what the ICS, the International Chili Society, refers to as a home style chili. Any kind of meat or combinations of meat and or vegetables cooked with beans, chili peppers, various spices, and other ingredients. Home style chili may be any color, but I'd steer away from the blues and the purples yeah, and right. the greens. Well, greens, green chili is fine. Beans are required. Preference is not given to either cut meat, ground meat, shredded meat, or cubed meat. Seafood is allowed. I'd say you're, you're treading into gumbo territory, but yeah, I'll mm. allow it. So that is, that's pretty unsurprising. But then there's a section here entitled Beans or No Beans. Well, so what are we talking about here? We're just, didn't they just say beans are a requirement? Well, for the home-style chili, right? It's, but they broke down it by ingredient, too. Like, predominantly, predominantly Michiganders like home-style chili. Only 74% voted for uh, having the bean in the chili as an essential ingredient. Which puzzles me because I thought that was the really only essential ingredient. Your meats and vegetables and spices, well, there's a few spices like chili powder for one. So you got chili powder, right? <clears throat> and cumin, in my opinion, though not too heavy. There's, there's certain base things, but the bean is amongst that. You know, I could make something that would resemble chili with just some beans and some spices. It wouldn't be great chili. I wouldn't call home about it. See, I, was so I wouldn't brag chili. about it to anyone, but like, it could I, be done. I, I could make the, something that could be considered chilly. See, that's, it's really controversial because I'd be in the mood for the bean. To me, chili is really? like meat and a bunch of vegetables with chili powder, and you simmer it. It's a stew, like the. Well, no, you gotta. Have, I guess you, you know, gotta have tomatoes. I guess I, I'm. You have to have the tomato base. I guess for me, that's the the key. I'm as being well. a little more. Uh, I, picky than I should be, because what is chili really? Doesn't it fall under stew? And so would gumbo. The, uh, These are all just versions well, of stew. Well, if we right? get into key ingredients, it's got to be tomato-based, right? Right. Well, maybe that is. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm leaving out the, the essential tomato. I'm, I can't just lump that in with the vegetables. Most common... What's your favorite chili bean? Which one do you like the best? Kidney. The kidney bean. That's what uh, Michiganders picked as the top, followed by just quote-unquote chili beans, meaning whatever beans come in that can that say chili beans. You eat kidney? uh, What they say is typically a pinto bean. Ah. Is this... uh, is this from Californication? No. Oh, okay. This is from, by the way. I was just curious. Sorry to sidetrack us, but I was talking about that 20,000 Hertz podcast mm-hmm. earlier. One of the examples they used of a terribly recorded, overly compressed album was Californication. But anyway, uh, yeah, so chili beans. I don't know. So, what? They have two sections called Beans or No Beans. So they don't settle it in the first paragraph, apparently. Some of you were adamant that it had to be a certain type of bean. Some said that depending on the chili. Other, like, just a few beans in their chili to complement the meat. Okay, so nobody's saying... So nobody's looking at it as a, like, key essential ingredient, but it has to have a presence, right? Yeah. Some comment on here. Uh, I prefer no beans. Okay, so you prefer no chili. And the wife demands red and white beans. 
I love how people talk. They're revealing in their choice of words, right? I prefer no beans. The wife demands. I have <laughs> preferences. She has demands. Okay. Sounds like See. a great marriage. Happy wife, happy dot, dot, dot. Well, you know. Well, what? Happy life. What do you mean, well, you know? The saying isn't happy wife, get your dick sucked. Why are you, <laughs> why are you leaving us hanging? <laughs> You're editing yourself. Yes. It's happy wife, happy happy life. I, mean, I know people look at that as a pandering type of uh, phrase, but it's just a reality, right? It's just that wife and life rhyme, but really anyone have to spend you plan on spending your life with another person keep them happy your life will be better yes that's flat out it doesn't have anything to do with wives or husbands or correct cousins or kids or roommates or any of that shit the more happy people are in the house the happier everyone is collectively general rule this idea of like oh I gotta do shit for my wife so that she's nice to me (laughs) nobody's fucking (laughs) making you it's called being in a relationship. Perhaps marriage isn't for you. <laughs> yeah. Michiganders love their chili with beans. Not great at marriages. <laughs> also, dark red kidney beans and chili beans with the spice. That's his. That's Carrie's pre- uh, preference. Scott saying no beans for my sake and for the continued health and well-being of those around me. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, but that's violent, dude. I get no. it? You don't like beans, <laughs> Jesus, dude. Calm the <laughs> fuck down. They, they make me. They make me grab for my assault rifle. And an unnamed commenter on the site on M Live saying, "I love beans, but they hurt me." So, oh, they do have. Uh, they do settle the cheese, onions, or both controversy. See how this? I know readers are just on the edge of their seats. Like, tell, man, yeah. tell us, God do, damn it. do Michiganders love cheese on their chili or not? How am I supposed to go to sleep tonight without knowing this information? The classic combo garnered about fifty percent of the votes. Told it's you. As split as this room, with just cheese coming in as the top choice for thirty percent of you. Oh, I see. For puss bags who don't like fresh onions. I don't. Why the fresh onion? The fresh onions kind of throw it off. I want it no, all cooked which, together. I got, well, no, no, I'm not saying there should be no cooked onions in the chili either, but there's something about the fresh onions. Many wrote in something that uh, they didn't put on their list. A nice dollop of thick, cold, sour no, cream. No, I don't get these people. Like, now you're just eating a dip. Can be a life saver. Like, like that's the yes. way I look at it. Yes, yes, that's it. Melted cheese and like sour now cream. Just get some nacho chips because you right. just made a just dip. Just get some chips and just eat some fucking nachos like you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've never gotten those people. All right. Well, I don't want to spend the whole episode on chili, but I think one last thing that we have to settle here. Which is what M Live uh, wraps up their article here with. What about the sides? What do you like with the chili? A spoon. I'm with you. Maybe a piece of cornbread to like sop Corn- it up. Well, if you had really good cornbread, then I think yeah, you're going to eat that anyway. I don't know if it's an essential or something corn- to sop up the leftovers. Here in Michigan, we prefer a nice hunk of cornbread. While others do the Dunkin' Deliver. Some prefer to crumble it over top. No, it's got to be. It's either dunk or sop. Who the fuck crumbles it over top? Yeah, then it's just going to dissolve, right? You crumble it into a bowl of hot chili. It's going to dissolve into nothing. <laughs> now I make a really spicy chili, fireproof stomach, and which is great because nobody wants it. I make a bowl of chili, and I don't have to argue with anybody about how this is my chili. (laughs) I'll make another... If if my kids say they want some chili, I'll make them their own chili. That's fine. You gonna go to jail, Dad? Maybe, son. (laughs) It's only two alarm, two and a half tops. I just wanted to be a big man in front of the kids. Daddy, are you going to jail? 
We'll see, son. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Watching the, the Simpsons in their prime is making me think of how much they're not this show so much anymore. <laughs> And how and how there's nobody really stepping in to replace that either. Mm-hmm. We have some great animated comedies, don't get me wrong. Family Guy did for a minute. But I told you, yeah. they started repeating themselves. Mm-hmm. As soon as well, they started repeating themselves, I was out. I think some of the more out there ones, like Rick and Morty, could replace that. It's just, they just can't do enough episodes, right? It's never going to have the type of impact, the cultural impact that The Simpsons did. Yeah. If they can't produce enough episodes. Well, It'll always just be a cult classic. Well, it won't because The Simpsons was the only thing around at the time. Like, it, now there's... Well, it was unique at the time, yeah. It was kind of reintroducing... Now South Park, us. Family Guy. I think the only thing that maybe has stepped in for The Simpsons is, is South Park. Yeah. They've managed to stay... Well, because they've went... And well, I think The Simpsons have, too. But the, the South Park... They went topical. That's how they stayed relevant. That's the thing is, I agree with you. South Park is an, is a good example because they found a way to take something that these two guys did on their own with little cutouts and ramp it up in a way that was true to the original. And granted, they're still heavily involved in the process of writing and doing all the voices and all that shit too, much like uh, Seth MacFarlane does. You know, and he was able to he was able to ramp up his show in a way that was true to his vision. I think it just wasn't sustainable in the way that South Park ha- has been. Whereas Rick and Morty finally announces the slate for for their new se- for their new season that everyone's been waiting for forever, and it's five episodes. Real? I would be pissed. Five episodes? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a little miffed at Silicon Valley. Like their last season's only going to be like seven episodes, some six episodes. Yeah, like get the fuck out of here. I don't like this new precedent HBO is setting, well, and they started it with Game of Thrones, which we're going to split up the last season into two seasons, and they're only going to be five episodes each. Like fuck that shit. I'm a lot more forgiving in situations like that where this is the final season. This is, you know, wrapping up the story and it's not a show that's getting canceled. They're like, we've got a planned ending to this and it's going to take us this many episodes. And so I go, yeah, I trust you. I've trusted you this long. I've watched number a number of years of this show. For uh for Rick and Morty, we've been waiting a long ass time. There's what there's 3 seasons and they finally, after you know, going back and forth over whether there would even be a new season of Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, wasn't Adult uh, Se- Dan whatever canceled for a second? Dan Harmon. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Adult Swim then ordered seventy episodes of the show. We just don't know how that's going to break up among seasons. Well, and they're going to do five out- at a time. They're going to have twenty-five seasons. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Rick and Morty season twenty be the final season. I don't know, but you know, it's it's the type of bitching that one does as a fan. Like, what is that? I'm. I don't have anything bad to say about the quality of the Rick and Morty shows that I've seen so far. And I don't know, maybe there is something special about this that it can't be ramped up in a, the way that other ideas can. That you would lose something there by you know going full on and getting a writing staff and doing what it. Th- takes to make a full season of an animated show these days the trailer for it says half the season you deserve all the season we could handle (laughs) i mean they better start throwing some fucking indian names up there and some fucking asian names on those closing credits (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna take you forever why is it? Isn't it Daft Punk? It, I'm not sure if it's Daft Punk or if they're just doing a Daft Trying Punk. Trying to be Daft Punk. Yeah. There's uh, what's the the jeweler uh, advertisement that keeps popping up on the podcast lately? Oh, that's Peg. Yeah. You heard it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like you guys peg. did peg. Are you kidding me? You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, I was like, Louis Jeweler. Yeah. You're looking pretty sexy. You know what? You're right. I could get used to this man 
Is that a new necklace? Just, uh, <laughs> played pagan jazz band a couple oh, yeah. of years. You're like, I know Trust that me. change. I've heard that change, yeah. Is this only going to be half the season? Are there going to be ten episodes and they're just doing it in a split season way? Doing Game of Thrones style? Yeah. I don't like that precedent HBO has set. <laughs> Damn you, HBO. Now you're going to make people be lazy. But... This I don't think it's just HBO. It's not take me two years to watch one season of something. But the idea, the idea that we're not beholden to a traditional schedule, I think, has been really good for TV. Yeah, I mean, that's how. That's why you know uh, a couple dozen or uh, like a a dozen episodes of a Netflix show tells a much better story than twenty two episodes on the CW. And some of these CD- well, they're not constricted by time or anything, or right. having to like. I like watch networks show they have to shoot, what they have to they, they can only shoot twenty two minutes or whatever because they have to have room for spots and all that. Oh yeah, they have to break it up. Yeah, so they that's another constraint is that you can't you have to decide you actually have a limit to how much a scene can go on. Like for. a Netflix show, you're getting a full half hour, or you're getting a full hour. You're not getting forty four minutes and room for commercials. Yeah, you know. I'm not so worried about how long it is, is whether they do, whether they use the time well. And it's not to me about whether you get the full half hour or not. It's the fact that a Netflix show is exactly as long as it needs to be to be Mm -hmm. that, you know, so it's like 33 minutes, 36 minutes, 28 minutes. A a network show has to be a certain length. So Mm -hmm. there's either something that's going to be padded. There's going to be a scene that has shit in it for no reason. Or they're just going to throw in some, you know, extra... Uh, or a story that background. resolves itself way too quickly. Right. Because they, yeah, the, their, their A story that goes throughout the season, they only have like one thing to develop that. So they have to, yeah, figure out all this extra filler that's going to resolve at the end of that episode. That could be cut out completely when you do the Netflix or HBO model. And I started watching the Batwoman TV show, which episode one I thought was great. It was a great pilot. I was, I'm not a big fan of, of Ruby Rose. I think it's the name of the lead. I don't think America is either. I, she's okay. She's a lot better in this than I've seen her be in other things. She suffers though from typecasting. So I, I'm not really putting that judgment on her talent. She's been for the longest time. We need a tattooed lesbian call Ruby Rose. And that's, Again, great for her. You know, make a career off of that. That's fine. I think she's playing a tattooed lesbian in this as well. <laughs> but I think as a lead in this show, we're going to get to see her do a lot more. And I think she stepped up to the plate for this first episode. Is there such a thing as pigeonholing yourself? I just don't. Well, there's also a way of selling yourself and making yourself a brand. You know, she's find her brand being Dang. tattooed lesbian with short a tattooed hair. Tattooed lesbian. I'm not, try- I'm not trying to label her. I'm, you know, she can do whatever she wants, but if that's what she wants is to make money off of that look, then mm-hmm. great. A lot of people have, you can do a lot worse for less money. But yeah, I, I just don't have faith that that show is going to keep my attention over a season. It set up a really great story. And one you that- sounded all juiced and ready to go about it. Like uh, you sounded w- excited about it, but things after well, viewing. Well, not so I, much? No, I was, uh, because I knew that they were going to do the story that I read in Detective Comics when she came out. Uh, what, around, probably 03, I think, somewhere around there. Greg Rucka and Yannick Paquette did a great series. And this, from everything that I saw in the previews and in this first episode, they're going to be doing that exact story. And they seem to be doing it really well. It's just what happens after that. Or are they going to drag the story out for 22 episodes and in between she's going to, you know, fight a bunch of petty criminals that nobody gives a shit about? She fights the jokester. Right. <laughs> the jokester. I said to my daughter, hey, I'm going to watch the pilot for the new Batwoman series. You want to watch it with me? She goes, Batwoman? I go, yeah, Batwoman. You know, Batman, Batwoman. She's like, nah, I'm good. Go, All right. If you don't want to watch the... uh DC's first lesbian superhero, then I'll just watch it by myself. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll watch it with you. Now she get woke points at school. The Weedsman Podcast. ChristopherMedia.net.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ChristopherMedia.net The Weedsman Podcast Did you ever watch that Aziz Ansari special? Uh, shit, there's so much shit I gotta watch. He talks about how it's like some... Uh, it's like there's some uh, class of white person out there. Yeah, uh, playing a game of like woke Candy Crush. <laughs> Let me see if I can <laughs> yeah. find it. It's like bingo, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've developed my own version of bingo. It's called Bingo for your live podcast. Huh? Live podcast. I'm not a big fan of them. Like in general, I understand why people do them. They make money off of them. It's an appearance, you know, if they're a celebrity or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just don't air it. We don't need to hear it. Yeah, they're, they're mostly off. Well, this is what I, I was thinking about this today because I was listening to a live podcast and I'm like, what would my live podcast bingo be? So I think the, the center, the one that you get for free automatically that everyone starts with is the guest is drunk slash high. <laughs> Remember when we saw Adam Carolla and he had some comedian with him that didn't say fucking shit? Yeah. This guy was probably just... Probably loaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guest... It, you start off with guest is drunk and or high, although there is a square on there for the host being drunk or high. Another square for somebody's birthday in the audience, and they have to shout it out. How about audio and then, problems? And then, yeah, audio audio dropouts. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. But uh, with the birthday, it usually comes with singing the birthday song. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I didn't think I would say this, but can we go back to own like uh, what was the music group that owns the copyright to Happy Birthday? Can we go yeah, back? It became public domain a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Can we take that out of the public domain now? And somebody please claim ownership over that song so I don't have to hear oh. it all the fucking time what, now. What about a marriage proposal? Marriage proposal. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely. Then you also get. Ooh, uh, how about a heckler? Yes. And here's what's great about the hecklers, though. Heckler yells out something at your comedy show where you're billing yourself as a stand-up, mm-hmm. and then it's either ignore them, or shut them down, fire back at them, have them removed from the room. Somebody heckles a podcast. What do they do? What did she say? What? No, no why, why don't you just come up here? Because they're trying to fill time. Yeah. This whole thing is like, what are we going to do in front of these people this whole time? All right, do some crowd like work or whatever. If, if I listen to a live podcast, I prefer it's like Adam Carolla's because he just goes into crowd work mode. Right. Adam Carolla is different. There are exceptions to all of these that I will give. And Adam Carolla, I, I'm honestly, you know, as much of a fan as I am of his work in general, his stand up doesn't thrill me, but his crowd work, I think, it's is gotten phenomenal. A lot, it's gotten a lot better because it he's has. been doing stand up this year. Absolutely, and I and I get that, but him just winging it is always better for me. It's true. That's what he's good at. Right. But then you get into... Well, he's, he's made a bit out of it now at his live shows. Also, when you, you do the live shows, you get into the Q&As a lot of times. Yeah. And then it's, you either get, you either get uh, the person is not mic'd 
or they're too far away from the mic. And so it sounds like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that um that was the the first version that we did. Yep. No, I know what you're talking about. No, that's great. Thanks for pointing that out, man. I'm glad you appreciate that. All right, next. <laughs> what what was that conversation about? Pass to the next guy. This guy will either be the other guy will then put the microphone into his mouth. Oh, that's that's great. Everyone, big round of applause for whatever the fuck that guy just said with the mic halfway down his throat. Yeah. Or then, when they actually can know how to work the mic, hold it at an appropriate, you know, they hold it just under their chin, up, but still up to their face, and they talk loud enough, and they say, uh, so glad to see you. I'm your biggest fan. You're you're my idol because I have my own podcast. It's at whogivesafuck.com. Just look it up. They never ask a question. Right. Their, their question is, oh, no, then their question is, they eventually have to at some point be prompted. Sir, do you have a question, though? Because there's a lot of people, oh, yeah, my question is, how do I break into the podcast business? <laughs> Great. Something everybody here can enjoy. Just do it. It's always the answer. Yeah, there's so many of those questions too. When you're they're, they're talking to artists, people are actually making work, you know, directing, writing, producing something, and the Q and A's always bring up like, "How do I do get to do what you do?" And the first question back at them should be, "Well, first of all, are you doing what I do?" Right? You want to make a movie, okay? How are you making movies? How many? You know? Yeah. If you're asking me how to make a movie, you've got to learn that on your own. How do you break in? Well, you start with making it, making the thing itself. Yeah, just do it. Now, I've got a lot of ideas, and I want to write a movie script. Aziz clip for you. This was, what was this pertaining to, Hecklers? It's about white people being a little too woke. I know there's some people that are not trying at all, and some people going a bit aggressively the other direction. But overall, I'd say this edition of White People trying the hardest. And I think it's cool. Yeah, this was like, get out. Like, I would, I would have voted for a third term in Obama yeah. if they let me. But sometimes I'm a little suspicious. Uh, minorities, you know what I'm talking about. Doesn't it seem a little weird sometimes? Doesn't it seem a little Is he wearing a, He's wearing a Ride the yes. Lightning t-shirt. playing a game where they're like tallying up points for doing nice stuff. Like, is there some sort of secret progressive candy crush we don't know about? <laughs> like, don't you imagine some white people getting together in secret? Like, all right, let's tell you up our scores. What did everyone do for equality today? Let's hear it. Brian, tell us about your day. Well, I told one of my African-American friends I thought Black Panther should have won Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> Dances. <laughs> this little a jaunty little strut. I some support for this new documentary by a lesbian filmmaker. <laughs> bar raises. Then I crossed the street when I saw a black guy. I need more points. I need more points. What can I do? Wrote a lengthy Instagram post calling myself out for white privilege based on something I did in 2015. Tell him what he's won, guys. Oh, Brian's won a bunch of Instagram likes from other white people playing the same game. (laughs) 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 I I know there's some people sitting here like, come on, Aziz. What the hell? I'm white. I don't do this shit. Okay? I'm here watching you supporting minorities in the arts. (laughs) 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 Aziz is doing... A lot of the jokes, a lot of the same types of jokes that Chappelle was doing. Yeah. But Chappelle's came off as so much meaner than Aziz did. And maybe that's my white privilege <laughs> because he's a black man telling me. Because Dave Chappelle <laughs> officially does not give a shit. 
Yeah, I know. This was Aziz trying to get back in America's good graces. I just after his little incident. Yeah, Dave, that's true. That's true. That's Dave Chappelle true. gives no shits, gives no fucks. I think that we were like the idea that we were divided over the the last couple of Chappelle uh, stand-ups. It's kind of a false premise. You know, I think a lot of people were rubbed the wrong way by his more aggressive take. I mean, he literally is like calling out you, the audience, in his jokes. And people were kind of turned off about that. And when they were, they were called a bunch of snowflakes, right? You're just not liking something. Like, it's not clicking with you. You know, I'm not saying that it did. Well, it seemed to be with this last one, it seemed to be, there was a divide. It seemed to be an age line. It seemed to be like, over thirty, you loved it. Under thirty, you hated it. Yeah, but there were there were certainly people out there were, that were decrying him, like, "Oh, he's gone, he's gone over the line. He's, yeah. you know, his stuff is hateful. People shouldn't be watching." I'm not talking about those people. I'm just talking about a good chunk of people who are like, "Yeah, this really isn't doing it for me anymore." And it's mm. because because he doesn't give a fuck, right? He yeah. is more. He is being more aggressive and. Again, like Dave Chappelle should do it. If that's how he feels. He wa- if that's how he wants to communicate his ideas. He should do that. It's totally legitimate. Just doesn't work for me as well. I'm not saying I hated it. I like his older stuff better. What is this weed that we're smoking? Uh, how is was your selection decent? No. Yeah, that Still? might change. I'll, we'll get to that in the news in a second. What is but going tell us, on? Tell us a little bit about this weed first that we're first smoking. Look it up. Wow, little, look at this. Google cards are starting to come up for strains. Oh, shit. There's a Google card for the strain, Golden Strawberry, huh? Yes. It's going to be hard to not let this whole thing play. (laughs) Uh, We're smoking Golden Strawberry. It is a sativa-dominant strain with a pungent, fruity scent and uplifting effects. Crossed with kosher OG and strawberry banana, this strain is chosen by consumers mostly because of the stress-relieving qualities without jarring paranoia common among high THC strains. Sorry, kosher? Kosher OG. Kosher OG. I think we had, like, way back in the day. I think we did did have it. Yeah. I remember smoking a bud that looked like it had the... Had a yarmulke on. It had oh. the tip removed from it, like somebody <laughs> just cut the end of it off. Maybe it was that. Uh, yeah, that was from. I remember a strain that lent me money. <laughs> Maggie's Farm Marijuana dot com. That was for a lot. It's a bad anti-Semitic joke, and I apologize. It loaned you money, but it wanted the juice. give you some juice. Maggie's Farm Marijuana. I bought from Maggie's Farm. They were in, they're in Colorado. I oh, purchased really? from Maggie's Farm. You know what? I don't like that place. I'm not going back to Maggie's Farm anymore. Right? <laughs> Aren't those the entire lyrics, too? <laughs> so they were like, let's name it Maggie's Farm after the Bob Dylan song. And someone else was like, yeah, but Bob Dylan said he wasn't going to go back there anymore. He was yeah, but what was Bob Dylan? No, he's an asshole. <laughs> Well, no, he's just he's going to work on Maggie's Farm no more. Oh. Yeah, maybe he likes it on Maggie's Farm and he just wants to fuck off. Maybe he just hung out. He's leaning against the tree with the fishing pole and a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth. And they're like, are you going to help us with these horses? And he's like, no. I ain't going to work. I ain't leaving here. I like it here, but I ain't going to work here anymore. Like, I'm really divided on this guy. Well, I can't. Like, I understand what he did for songwriting. Yeah. But as far as, like, performance. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, right. you could have been a songwriter. <laughs> like, I would have rather, I would have rather right. the band have been the channel through which your music was. I'd rather have heard Robbie oh, Robertson yeah. sing most of your music oh, absolutely. than you. Absolutely. And I'd rather hear, like, I didn't. I'd rather hear Bob Dylan sing other people's songs, honestly. Yeah. I think the the takes that he's like, he's done some cover albums recently and I I like the material. I didn't understand what the big deal about these guys was till I was an adult. 
a big deal with these. Like, yeah. Whatever. It was just, it was just 70s acoustic rock. Like, oh, wait a minute. They were Bob Dylan's backing band. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, <laughs> someone on Twitter, uh, oh, shit. I got to look it up really quick because I, I got to get the language exact. Or I totally ruins it. Oh, here it is. Stephen Hyden on Twitter says, Yes is the best band. And I replied, The band is the best, comma, yes. <laughs> I just dug this track. I don't know why everyone liked that other one better. I also... The one we were just playing. As, as long as I'm sharing some Twitter zingers, I got to give a shout out to my own joke that I think only two people got, or maybe the rest of the people uh, that saw it did get it. They just didn't like it. But uh, let's see, where is it? The challenge was to have uh, something that you could say at both a wedding, or I'm sorry, I'm ruining the joke. The challenge was to say a, a phrase that you could say at both a funeral and after sex. Cheers! Mine was, it's okay, we can try again soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is great because it has that added layer of, you know, this is a kid's funeral. <laughs> this is a child that died. Oh. And, and it's the parents saying that, right? I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry for your loss. Something like could apply for both. The Weedsman Podcast. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. The Weedsman Podcast. So, still slim pickings at the uh, dispensary, huh? Yeah, they're like, all they had was Shark Shock that we had last week, and they're like, and hey, we got Shake. Shark Shock and Shake. Yeah. Which is golden strawberry. I'll take this shake. shit and shut the fuck up. But again, if you want to concentrate a cartridge, an edible, you got the world is your oyster. But if you want old people weed, you know, flour, is there something going on in Michigan or what? There was a Wald Lake-based iron laboratories that was shut down in August. This is a marijuana testing lab that was shut down for noncompliance. They had violated some things. I only know this because they. I read a story about them paying their $100,000 fine and getting up to compliance and, and getting their ship back together with the state, and they uh, expect to be back up and running soon. I would guess that has a lot to do with it because wasn't it right around end of August, or was, did it happen sooner than that when we started seeing the drought hit? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a couple of months. There it's ain't seen, been... Dick and the dispensaries as far as flour. It seems like it was right around August. State regulators shut down iron laboratories on August 16th after it was accused of a history of noncompliance related to testing for contaminants in cannabis. It obviously was testing a lot of fucking flour. I mean, I don't know if it's all... I have no idea how much actual cannabis went through this place. Maybe it's not a lot. Maybe this was just one example of something that's happening all across Michigan and them actually clamping down. I mean, to say a history of noncompliance kind of means that, you know, the state has been looking the other way all this time and then finally said, hey, enough, you know, we got full legalization coming. We can't monkey yeah. around with this anymore. Either shape up or ship out. Yeah, because now essentially more labs can just show up and go, all right, we don't need you anymore. A couple more labs opened well, up that, that'll play ball. That's the thing. I think the, the laboratories, the testing laboratories, is probably one of the more difficult things to set up. It's not the first thing that somebody's going to think of when they want to get into the sexy marijuana business. It, they don't, a lot of people don't think of that as one of the, they think, oh, I can grow it, I can distribute, I can sell it commercially. I don't think a lot of people are looking at the opportunities involved in the testing, which tend to be your better bets, really, if you want to talk about reliability of business. Dispensaries will come and go. Growers will come and go. But they all got to go through whoever is doing business at any given time has to go through some sort of testing. And having 
the added bonus of your business being government re- mandatory, you're in the catbird seat, as they say, right? What? Well, the the distributors and and resellers and all those have to go through you, and all they're doing is trying to meet their customers' demands. puts puts the tester in a stronger position if they need to negotiate terms. Ah, you've already got you know you've got a quota that you have to hit. You've got this many customers that you want to sell to. So yeah, I mean, I think between that, and I'm actually surprised that. You know, the concentrates are out there as much and that it's not being affected by this drought in flour that's happened in Michigan in the past couple of months. Because this is all amongst the big hullabaloo over vaping. So why haven't they pulled... Not saying that they should because, again, we've talked about this, uh, the legally sold vaping cartridge doesn't have the harmful things in it. No, because it gets tested. They're safe, right? They already get. They already have a way to test it, and that shit just isn't in there. So, not saying that they should, but I'm surprised that it hasn't affected it at all. You know, what else is going on in the wacky world of weed? The wacky world of the wacky weed. The the wacky tobacco world. Well, of course, we're looking forward to legalization here in Michigan. Never you ready. And they state shops they're going to start giving out licenses for dis, uh for for retailers they're just going to start calling it like dispensaries can we get rid of that term they're just retailers right they're just selling a product like anyone well, else well the dispensaries well we're calling it medicine right but that term's being carried over to recreational yeah we still you're dispensing it Sure, but well, I don't the other think, terms, I'm going to go up to the Seven Eleven and have them dispense me some Slurpee. Well, the other term sounds like you're in the fucking military uh, uh, provisioning retailer? center. What other term? Retailer? No, they do. Uh, the other term that they use is provisioning center. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying it makes it sound like you're a provisioning center. You're saying that they're calling it a provisioning center. Yeah. That's the legal term for it, though, right? It sounds like the fucking military, like I'm going to get some yeah. K-rations. Well, I'm fucking there too. Well, they are going to start giving out licenses for whatever they want to call these these provisioning centers, and being that this is, you know, a big opportunity to get a license to, well, it might as well be a license to print money, right? Yeah. Unless you're just bad at business or have a horrible coke habit of some sort, you can print money with a license like this. I'm getting a weak signal in here. I can't get the story to come. I have a friend who actually was my weed man back in the day. Him and his buddy actually went legit. They actually have a company. They're going to, allegedly, they're going to be in the dispensaries by November. Fed a couple of their cartridges already. They got the packaging and everything. Let's work it out. So uh, they're giving out licenses in Michigan. People are so excited for this. They're waiting in line for a week out. There's people outside. Outside in. Specifically, the Muskegon Township Hall. Oh, up north, they're just waiting. They're yeah, like we're up north. We're trying to get high up here. Exactly, because this is the aspect of cannabis that doesn't get talked about as much when we talk about cannabis. We talk a lot about just basic personal freedom. We talk about health. We talk about you know. I didn't really think tax benefits and we're- all that shit. We don't talk about. Uh, uh, What's it called? People visiting. Tourism. (laughs) People We already have a dynamite (laughs) tourism industry because of all these lakes. This is just going to make it better. It's twofold. I mean, like, the tourists want a place where they can get it. And also, you have locals that, you know, it's not like they can just drive somewhere else. If you don't open up a dispensary in that area... Then those people are are just going to... Well, you live up there. Yeah, you got to drive down to Grand Rapids. For like an hour yeah. and a half, right? So you have you have the boom of the the tourist period, but I'm sure you have you like regular business that you can rely on week in and week out of just the locals. What's, what was great was this summer is like smoking on a golf course, not giving a shit. They don't give a fuck. We're right. outside, right? But it, they like, could choose to not have it at their club, but they weren't. But too oh, exactly burning blunts either. There's a lot of businesses in Michigan that survive and do very well just based on tourism alone. Yeah. But the locals aren't going and buying arrowheads at the fucking gas station slash super uh, 
super uh, flea market thing or whatever. You know, they're not they're not the the locals are during the time where the tourists aren't showing up. You might as well just close up shop. Many yeah. of them do. Weed isn't like that. You have both the benefits of steady business from your locals and the tourists coming in and buying you out. Your yeah, biggest problem. The business ain't going anywhere. It's just gonna up, it's just gonna uptick in the summertime. You get a license to you know anywhere in that upper half of Michigan. Oh, you yeah. get a license to sell weed. Your biggest problem is selling too much weed that your locals get pissed off at you because they can't get the good shit. That's mm-hmm. going to be your biggest problem. Tourists or, are going to come in in the summertime and buy up all the good weed. Or again, you have a coke habit. That's a possibility as yeah. well. But weeding out for coke habits. Yeah, the internet is like dropped and. Almost nothing, and my browser's locked up. We've gotten pretty far into this. Uh, nationally, I guess Mitch McConnell is going to have some. He's not been talking about this a lot, but it's been found out. Moscow Mitch, what's he doing? Actually, he went to California in a visit that he didn't talk about. Met with some Cali- met with some uh, executives in California, some marijuana industry executives. Uh oh. Toured a, a cannabis facility. Uncle Mitch, Moscow Mitch went to California to look at the weed. Yeah, there's been a lot of people. I think this is, this is part of trying to get them around to getting the SAFE Act passed, right? Mm-hmm. Been, I forget, did they move it to the House? They actually, I think they actually did have the vote on the House. It's the Senate that they're worried about being Republican-led right now. So trying to get you know, the leader to understand it. Yeah, so they're... They're they're priming them a little bit, probably showing them off showing off the good things that's going to come. So Republican, you just got to go look jobs, yeah, jobs and money. You can be a job creator, Mitch. Do the right thing. Now that you've given up on the idea that you can police this in any way, you've lost the drug war. You can't stop people from making and smoking marijuana. They're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You may as well tax it, and that's part of. The problem with this piecemeal solution that we've had in, you know, a quarter of the country now is that, or is it only 20%? 20%. About, we'll get to a quarter soon. But there was just a, a there was a Newsweek story this week, and they're talking about how thriving the black market is. And it's not thriving in states where there's been no uh, legalization. Of, it's been in states like California where. The, the black market is thriving, not just so that people can avoid taxes, but because they can ship it out of state illegally. Yeah. That's where a lot of it is going. It's being exported. Think all of that's staying in California? They can grow under the, and with the relative safety of saying, well, you know, I'm growing for a legal business in here mm-hmm. and ship it out of state. And the only way you're going to solve that issue, I mean, you're not going to stop people from shipping product illegally. That happens with everything. But if you want to really control that, nationwide legalization is what you're going to do. You have to mm-hmm. control shipment between state lines in a way that's not going to also interrupt the business of legitimate uh, law-abiding business people. And if any administration's going to do it, why not? Oh, it's, it's tops on their list right now, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I mean, to be fair, it's number two. It's Number one for every Republican right now is how do I keep my ass out of jail? Number two is how do I legalize wheat? No, it's not even on the list. Numbers one through five are how to keep my ass out of jail and my finances secure and hope my family never finds out about any of this shit. Yeah, won't be President Bernie. His his heart's kind of making that decision for us. Well, in in America's heartland, in Missouri... Missouri. I'm going there tomorrow. That's a, that's a heartland. When the state, show right? posts, I will walk. Uh, yeah, when the show posts, I'll, I'll be on. I'll be home from Missouri, but I'm spending the week in Missouri. So Missouri got they passed a medical program. I mean, a really strict one. Mm-hmm. This was like cancer, epilepsy, PTSD. If you're gonna die, then go ahead and fucking do some drugs while you're leaving the leaving this plane of existence. So it's not still not a pro cannabis stance, but you know an interesting side effect of this recently, there uh, they ruled that because of its now medicinal status, no matter how restrictive, this isn't going to exclude people from getting any type of other state assistance. 
because like many conservative states, they are really strict about who gets to be on welfare, get food stamps, whatever type of program they have like that. If you're testing positive for THC, then you're deemed ill. Uh, un, what am I trying to say here? You're deemed not. Uh, <laughs> you want to say legible? <laughs> you're illegible. People Can't cannot read you. Read you. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, eligible. You're, you're deemed not eligible. <laughs> For those types of benefits, because mm-hmm. you're you're quote unquote drug user, you know, it's a small but not insignificant thing, and it's one of the things that we don't really get to talk about all the time in the ways that that cannabis legal legalization, even in really restrictive legalizations, that we are like, well, what's the point of that? California has legal recreational, and Missouri is like well, only if you've got epilepsy, <laughs> you know, only if it's a last like you're gonna. Because that shit will kill you. Only if you're dying anyway. Only if that's your only choice. That's like a break glass in case of emergency type of thing for them. Mm-hmm. But it still has impact on, uh, positive impact on, on uh, people's lives in ways that we don't always consider. And going back to the national thing, that's a way that you could make a change to a lot of people's lives. Like a lot of, a lot of veterans in this country make mm-hmm. their lives a lot better. Because it doesn't matter what state they live in or what type of access they have to it, they're all at risk of losing their federal benefits there, which otherwise, what are they going to do? How are they going to take care of themselves? I mean, not that they can't take care of themselves, but they need medical. That's what they turn to. They turn to the... It's better than getting, giving them an opioid problem. Right. They're going to be out on the fucking streets because they can't... They're either going to have medical bills that they can't deal with or they're going to turn to other ways to uh, medicate themselves like opioids, and they're just going to add to our homeless problem, and it's disgraceful. Not being homeless, but letting people yeah. get in situations. Letting them fall through the cracks. Yeah. And I, I'm just surprised that that's not more... You would think that that would be the primary thing. This is an example. Everyone loves veterans. Everyone loves people who sacrifice for this country. Both sides have used the, propped them up in ways that is pretty disgraceful in most cases, in my opinion, and really just pandering and using somebody else's pain for your own personal gain. Kind of like what Ansari is saying white people are doing. That's what politicians do with veterans. They're just racking up those points. Mm -hmm. But you should be using those as like, yeah, let's get nationwide legalization and let's stop taking away benefits from people who are looking for any solution to help them with whatever it is, PTSD causing them not to be able to sleep right or eat right anymore mm-hmm. or just adjust to society, having debilitating uh, diseases or, or phantom limb pain, you know, I bet, I've never had it, but I bet you THC would be a great one for that type of thing. You know, you lose a limb and some people always feel that ache of that missing limb and it drives them nuts. It's constant pain that they have to live with. I'm no doctor, but it's, it's... It's one thing that can fix many problems instead of many things even if trying it to takes, fix many problems. Even if it takes a little bit of edge off of it, it's not doing any harm, Yeah, and why not let them, you know? So yeah, the Dems should be running on, fuck the kids, let's help the vets. Right. Let the teenagers get schizophrenia, I say. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Remember, you're on the Twitter at Tweezing420. Instagram's there, but I, we don't do anything with it. I'll be honest. But it's at Tweezing Podcast. The IG is rotting. Yeah. Oh, no. But it's We're an audio medium. We're an audio show. I hear it's all Ukrainians on there these days anyway. Oh, the Ukraine? No, the Ukraine's the old name, right? It's Ukraine now. Yeah, when it was the Ukraine, were they the Ukrainians? Right. So we can just call them Ukrainians now? So, yeah, Instagram. That's a Weasel Podcast. Um, we are on all podcast platforms everywhere. It's crazy how many platforms are around when I look at the statistics. Things I shit I ain't even heard of, but we're on the main ones. 
like Spreaker, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ChrisMedia.net, Stitcher making a comeback. It's crazy. If you like it, share it. You can review us. You can rate us. You can donate if you wish. There is a PayPal button at ChrisMedia.net as well as an Amazon banner where if you're going to be hitting up Amazon for Christmas shopping, sorry that time. Start talking about that crap. You can help us out for free just by clicking through that Amazon banner. You can also stay high. Stay high. The Weedsman Podcast. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for listening, and thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.